Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. If you're a fan of heavy metal, then you should have the CMS Network app on your phone. With five great shows featuring all the best artists in heavy metal of all genres, as well as streaming radio, video on demand, and of course, heavy metal television, the CMS Network app is the app you should have. Just go to your app store and do a search for CMS Network, and you'll just install it, and you will have all the metal you'll ever need. Stop surfing around for it. It's all right here on the CMS Network app. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and I am thrilled to be joined by this gentleman right here. As I just told him before we started, I feel like I listen to his music every single day because, to be honest, I do. And not necessarily because it's his band, it's because he writes for every single band on the planet. But he's 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 finally putting out something new from his band, Edge of Forever. The new the new album is called Seminal. It's out on January twenty first. And here to talk about it is the one, the only, Mr. Alessandro Devecchio. Alessandro, how are you, man? Hi, Chris. How are you doing? All good. All good, man. Cannot complain. And um, thrilled to thrilled to talk to you and thrilled to talk about some Seminal, man. What a great record. Thank you very much. We're we're very excited. Uh, we're almost there to the release of the album. We're very excited, very proud of it. Uh, we put lots of work into it. Uh, we wanted to make it special because we think it's a special album. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, no no question. And, and a lot to unpack with it. So why don't we start by you telling, telling me a little bit about maybe even before the, the album came together because you had to kind of rebuild the band as well. Is that not true? Yeah, in uh, 2018, um, I just felt the lineup wasn't uh, wasn't getting the bond that we had before, and we we almost fell apart during the years because Francesco Jovino was touring with Udio Udio, and then with uh, with Primal Fear, and we kind of lost you know, our unity as a band. So I just wanted to rebuild from scratch and I kept uh, Nick Mazzucconi on bass with me. He's been my loyal bass player for so many years. And uh, and I was looking for musicians that could really uh, play what I had in mind for the sound of the band, but also have uh, that human factor that I was looking for, for, for the band to just be a band and not just be, uh, you know, something that you put, put together. And, uh, Aldo was the most natural choice because I've been uh, uh, looking for what he was doing and checking on him for years. And, uh, Marco was playing, um, in, in hardline already. 
is a is a friend of mine that I brought in brought in hardline a few months before the situation happened and uh and Marcus Plain was exactly what I was what 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 I was looking for so it was a natural choice of the right uh players and uh yes and now we're you know in, into our second album together and uh uh hopefully many more sure and you know and the interesting thing about you and and people probably don't realize it of all the guys that that there are out there you personally know everybody because you literally work with everybody so in a way you kind of had your pick of in, in large part of anybody that you wanted to have on any of these in any of those positions no well actually yes uh in a in a in a good way i i always liked you know the 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 mentorship side of producers and mm -hmm. and, and and people that are in an executive position in the music business so and and i'm in love with music and musicians i love i love great musicians so i'm always keeping an eye out there for great talents because i'm i'm not doing this by just by myself i'm sure. nothing without you know the right musicians or the you know the right people in my team so i'm always keeping an eye on you know what happens around and mm -hmm. uh you know and there's some fantastic amazing players that you know they're that only need a chance and uh most of the times i'm you know i'm very very happy that that i can be you know some sort of the guy that can give a chance to, to players that you know might not might ha might not have one so and uh in a in a in a in a good in a good way i also brought lots of italian musicians up to the international uh scene Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, in my opinion, a, a great thing because now we see, like, you know, the bands like Dragon Force have a have an Italian drummer, mm -hmm. and so many bands have Italian musicians in, you know, in their lineups, and uh, you know, some were, you know, musicians that I worked with. So I'm very happy that I could uh, that I could help somehow the the music with just, uh, you know. Uh, mentoring, you know, great musicians that just needed a, a great chance. Sure. Is is Italy a, a hotbed for rock music, musicians and music in general, or or is it is it kind of just there's certain guys that kind of stand out in the scene? Well, first of all, there's no rock scene in Italy because it's all about pop, and we okay. have a very, yeah we have a very specific pop music that's only happening in Italy. That's called musica leggera. That means light music. Okay, it can mean anything and and you know and everything, but it doesn't mean anything actually. And uh, you know and uh, but we have fantastic a fantastic. Uh, set of musicians. There are some of the greatest musicians on earth are Italians. Like the, the, we have, uh, you know, especially in, in 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 the drummer world, we have people that are out of the really out of the world. And uh, and uh, you know the, the 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 thing is that we, you know, if you think about we we didn't even uh, learn English in schools up to the nineties. So oh. most of these musicians simply couldn't get around because they didn't know how to talk and, right. and to, you know, and to get in touch with people. But, you know, some flew to London, some flew to LA and had great careers. Uh, 
you know, and there are many like that, but also lots of people didn't have the chance to, to, to fly abroad and just leave everything here and just, you know, leave your family and friends and, and, and everything and just fly to the other side of the world to, you know, to uh, make your career happen. But, you know, also, you know, culturally we, you know, we, we never did those kind of things. So when, uh, you know, when we started to, to be able to go around, that was a, that was a big change. Sure. Definitely. Well, Alan, let's talk about uh, Seminole here. Let's, let's dig into the record here. Now, I, you know, I, I obviously know that you're Italian. So what is your connection to Indian heritage and specifically the, the Seminole Indians? I, it, it's, is that is there like lineage for you, or is it just something you're you've studied, or what is your connection? Well, uh, uh, first of all, since I was a kid, I always, you know, I, I was attracted by their, you know, the the the, the native love for, and and bond uh, with uh, nature. First of all, so they're the way they respected the, you know mother earth where mother earth was my mm -hmm. first link to them and uh since uh, since i was a kid and i've always been inspired by studying their philosophy their morals and uh and their story of resilience and and if you think about you know 500 years of oppression and the biggest genocide ever happened it's all it's all on their shoulders and they're still there you know unfortunately weakened by by all these year all these years of you know trying to you know to come up with a sense for for this madness but uh uh it's a very deep culture that i love to refer to when i need guidance and to me there's you know on earth uh, very few other uh populations and 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 um cultures have been so deeply connected to mother earth which is my my biggest link to them yeah. and uh and uh you know i i'm i really love the the native culture my i'm full of tattoos that that are that that are about that and uh and actually i lived in florida for for uh, three years almost and uh yeah. right before the pandemic and that is the land of the Seminole, and it felt very natural to for me to write to write about that concept of uh, resilience because of the Seminoles' resistance to you know to the white people, uh, uh, and relate that to everybody's story because you know we all have to struggle and we all have to face adversities and. You know, it. I think there's a great lesson to learn in the native culture and the way they faced the enemy with peace and then strength, and and then you know finally getting you know to find a common ground, uh, you know, and try to survive and to live together in this situation. And there's there's a very big lesson to learn. Uh, for everyday's problem, for today's problems, especially sure. that we sure. could that we could really learn from uh, from those five hundred years of of uh, war, but especially from all their heritage and uh, and living in Florida, 
linked me even more to to that culture. Sure, definitely. Now, now, um, Al, the the one, the one, I don't want to say the one song, but the one piece is the title piece, which is just one of the most ambitious pieces of writing I I can think of in in a while. I mean, it's such a such a big grand piece that is somehow remarkably cohesive at the same time. So talk, talk a little bit about the four-part seminal work. Was that difficult for you? Because you do kind of write a lot of singles, you know, for everybody. You, you write individual songs. Was it difficult to write a big piece of music that was, you know, had a thread going through it? Well, actually not. Uh, and simply because I'm, you know, kind of locked into the, you know, melodic drawer and, you know, this world of uh, singles and, 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 and songs like that. I'm, I, have a, I have a long history in progressive rock and progressive metal. Sure. Uh, and uh, I think it reflects uh, into this song. And, uh, you know, we, we just wanted to write out of the box. We didn't want to write just another melodic hard rock album. We wanted to experiment and to to use all our influences and put put together uh, put together uh, the all the elements that could then at the end make Edge of Forever sound like Edge of Forever and nobody else. And the the, the mini suite uh, since the starting uh, process of writing for the album, I wanted to have a mini suite at the end that could be just out of the box. Just sure. I mean, it starts in a way it goes into this uh three part harmony and uh then it goes into the heavier sections and then the more intricate parts uh and then at the end it goes back to the more intimate part mm -hmm. and um yeah, it was my goal to just have something more ambitious and more magnificent and Marco di Salvia, the drummer came. Uh, in help because we wrote the song together. Uh, actually, the, the second and the third part of uh, Seminole, it's written with, uh, they're, they're, they're written with uh, Marco. Okay. And uh, it you can hear the different uh, influences uh, sure. from the other songs because of that. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, we just wanted to write something that's that stands out compared to everything else that, that we've done and everything else that's coming out today. Uh, I know it's ambitious, but to, you know, but to write a, a, such a long song for a melodic rock record nowadays in the world of the three minute song, mm -hmm. uh, it's adventurous and it's, it takes courage, but you know, at least with Edge of Forever, I want to, have fun and do what <laughs> do what sure. I want to do, and uh, and uh, that's that's why uh, there's also like a song like Wrong Dimension that's almost nine minute long and mm -hmm. it's got all these different atmospheres and it's it's a sort of Gates of Babylon meets uh, uh, Stargazer meets Heaven and Hell, so sure. it ends and, and references that. You normally don't find in a in a melodic rock record. So there's you know these dark passages and these uh, you know heavier elements. Mm -hmm. that we want to implement even more in our future. 
Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny when I first listened to the, the four part seminal and maybe you'll get this reference, maybe not. Cause it is a little old at this point, but it reminded me a lot of the, it reminded me a lot of the end of um, extremes, three sides of every story that oh, yeah. has, that has kind of the fast part. And then the, are we ever going to change, which is a different, different sound and then it comes back you know it, it sort of reminded me of that of that path yeah yeah i mean uh for me it would be easier to write just you know short melodic commercial songs sure. but you know that i can do for other artists that i'm not you know involved personally uh, mm -hmm. in and with but with uh, Edge of Forever, I I just want to make uh you know write something that's completely from a different different sure. point of view and also uh, create a blueprint that's different from any other band. You know my my vision for Edge of Forever is that you know when Edge of Forever uh, is out with an album, there's nothing else. Uh, that can be compared to, you know, maybe you can hear a little journey, a little Kansas, a little Malmsteen, a little this or that, sure. but we still retain our own sound, which is, you know, basically, in my opinion, seminal, the song, the four piece song really represents what Edge of Forever is today. It's not just a typical melodic AOR band. Sure. Definitely not. Well, well, Alessandro, the um, the single that's out there, the video that's out there, "Get Up on Your Feet Again," very up song, very fun song. Um, why was that one chosen to be the video? Well, uh, so Frontiers wanted the first video to be "Shift the Paradigm," which is a song that I love because the, the because of the message. But in my opinion, my personal opinion, and obviously, I mean, side this game, so it's uh. It's a little more difficult to be objective, but in my opinion, get up on your feet again uh, has everything that uh, an Edge of Forever single should have. A great chorus, very melodic, a great message, and a, a great riff. So, and all these elements, it's got great drumming and the bass is pumping. So in my, as soon as I wrote the song, I knew that, that, that it would be a single because it's uh it's special in our in our opinion and we always felt very strong about it and when i wrote it i actually wrote the lyrics and i saw the video so i knew fr from the beginning that it had to be a video and i had this uh vision for the actress and uh we had to go through different actresses because i i, I knew i knew i saw a face <laughs> so i had to go through all of them and then uh melissa came up and uh she did a fantastic job no question well well um al the um you know we we've been kind of joking around about it a little bit here but the the truth is is you really are the guy right now when it comes to writing songs for everybody or at least everybody on frontiers it's like every time i get a release it's written by alessandro Dovecchio. every release has something anymore which is a fantastic testament to you how look i i write books and it takes me a year to write a book 
you know, I, I don't know how you can write so much music and not be repetitive and, and at the same time fit so many different sounding artists. You know, do you write for the artist and the project or do you have a 500 notebooks around you somewhere that are just loaded with songs or how do you come up with so much music? Well, I, I write specifically for the artist. Okay. So and I don't have, you know, I have a big folder of songs that were rejected by okay. the label or the artist or that weren't used by, but I know that they're there. It's, I don't know, it's hundreds of songs and ideas, but I never go there when I start writing. Uh, that is, you know, the ultimate uh, emergency place that I never want to go to because, in, in my opinion, uh, inspiration is something that you can train. If you write every day, uh, you're going to end up training that channeling uh, process between inspiration and the actual song. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of my career, uh, it took me forever to write a song. I was never, never happy, you know, and it took me forever. It simply took me forever. But then people started to like my songs and, and they started to ask songs from me. And I was like, oh, how can I make this work and, and not lose an opportunity to work with all these guys? So I started to, you know, I, I write every day. I constantly write every day. And I'm very, I'm very grateful to Frontiers because they give me the opportunity. It's a it's a win-win combination because the artist needs songs. Frontiers needs songs for the artist. And I happen to be a prolific writer, but it took me lots of years of training myself into getting the right writing mindset. Sure. And also, I mean, I gotta be honest, I don't write all the time alone. Uh I I have a great team of writers that I that I'm writing with. And sometimes I just write the lyrics or sometimes I just write the melody and we share the the process. But then you know Edge of Forever I write you know 90% of the stuff and or you know, like Jeff Scott Soda, I just write the music and he writes the lyrics. Right. And that is a that is a great combination. That is the easiest combination for me. I leave the melody and the lyrics to somebody right. else. But I then I then happen to write lots of lyrics. And to me, it's all about keeping your mind very open. I read a lot, I study a lot, and I I watch the world because you can be inspired by so many things. Obviously, if you if you tend to you know live in a shell, that's more difficult. And if you want to write a lot, but if you wanna if you want to write a lot and you keep your mind and heart open, there's so many stories to tell. There's so many great melodies, and uh, you know, and I live by the principle that I'm not done until I'm done, you know, I will, I will have, I still have to write my best song. So every time that I write, I try to, to overcome what I've done in the, I mean, the past is in the past. I never rely to the, you know, 5 million, 6 million views on back on my trail by Re Revolution Saints and go back there. Right. I always 
try to look up front and uh, and try to write, you know, every day I'm trying to write my best song and every day I'm amazed because that uh, mindset give, gives me the the opportunity to write. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm also like, how did, I, how did I write those lyrics? How did I write that hook? I, I don't I don't know, but it's because it became a natural process simply because I I write every day and uh, you know I tried all this I tried to read books on how to be productive and and really and nothing really worked until I simply surrendered to the fact that I had to train my my creativity. I had to be creative every day if I wanted to be, productive because that's the only i mean repetition will give you a habit and to me writing has has become not just a, a talent or a gift it it has become a habit i write i can write every i can you know if i have to write i just sit down and, and write a song sometimes it doesn't work but 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 you know but i but i learned that from stephen king because every day of his life is writing like, I don't know, 30 pages. And then, you know, maybe he's not going to use any of it or maybe all of it or maybe just the part. But writing constantly gave him the opportunity to be so productive and so creative. Sure. Definitely. You know, it, it's what's interesting to me is you're you're talking about you're still you're still have to write the um, your best song. And you've written so many great songs for you. If you did, if today you sit down later today and you scribble something out and you're like, holy shit, this is the best thing I've ever written. Do you give it to a project that you're working on or do you hold it for a future Edge of Forever record? Well, I would give it to a project because uh, to me, it's very hard to sit down and say, oh my God, I wrote my best song. I, it <laughs> will never happen. And and I got to be in Edge of Forever mode to write for Edge of Forever. And, uh, you know, and lots of people always tell me, oh, you should have kept that song for yourself. Now it's somebody else's song. And it's and it's fine. I mean, uh, I take it. You know, I'm very grateful for it. And for me, uh, you know, I take it as is. It's simply a song that I wrote for somebody else and I didn't keep for myself. And, but also that gives me the strength and the fire to write even better. Sure. Because, you know, obviously Edge of Forever is where I want to write my best song. I want to, I want to die with that. But, right. uh, but especially when, when I see my songs work so great for other artists, that gives me even more fire because I know that I, I'm setting up, you know, my, my, goals even higher and if i set the bar high with somebody else then i gotta set the bar high even higher for myself because people are gonna be like ah now we want to see what you do for yourself right if, if it's really you what what makes those songs special because you know when you give it to somebody else the voice, the production the thing that that can really make a whole different planet for the song. And uh, you know, but uh, when it comes to myself, I really want to prove that you know my writing is 
you know, it it goes it goes beyond what what I do for somebody else. It's I I want to see it, you know, like a like a big stone that it's just you know where I take a little piece for myself and it stands on its own. Sure, no question. Well, one stone that's going to stand very much for itself is the new release Seminal. It is out on uh, January twenty first. The band Edge of Forever. And uh, Alessandro, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, join us here on Chris Aiken Presents. Well, I'm very happy that we finally met, and uh, I'm sure we're going to talk even more in the future. Uh, thank you very much for the support, and uh, I'm very, uh, I really appreciate you for liking the album because that's the most important thing. And also, I'm very, very honored and very humbled by the fact that Seminole, which is the you know the most ambitious song on our catalog and on my catalog as a writer is so appreciated. And uh, uh, that, that makes, you know, the <laughs> 20 and more years of blood and sacrifice and tears and pain of living in the music business worth. So that, that is the highest compliment that you could have given me. Very good. The Classic Metal Show is now on Roku. That's right, everybody. If you're a fan of The Classic Metal Show and you have a Roku, we have a channel for you. Just go to your channel search and search for The Classic Metal Show. All the videos are uploaded so that you get every single episode of the show. So check it out. The Classic Metal Show, now on Roku. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.